Right now, there are 381,000 New Zealanders in a default KiwiSaver provider, and that could have a huge impact on your savings in retirement. And there's a drastic change right now that's happening that we need to talk about. Welcome to the NZ Guide of Financial Freedom podcast. It's run by the co-founders of a free online learning platform called moneyskills.co.nz, and it has the sole mission of providing every New Zealander the opportunity to live a more fulfilling life. So let's kick into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to kick into default fund providers. I'm currently recording this on the weekend, so you guys do not miss out on any content. That's why I'm wearing shorts and flip-flops that you can't see because I showed the top half. It's that Zoom life, you know. It's that Zoom life. But there, there's something really important that happened on the 1st of December this year, and you would have seen that a lot of um, providers reach out to you and say, hey, look, we're giving up on you. You're moving on. We're going to switch you to someone else. And I've had a few new clients ask me like, well, what's that about? Like, should I be worried? Like, is it concerning? Um, so let's start with what actually is a default fund provider. So a default fund provider, the idea is that when you first go into an employment, you don't make a conscious decision about your provider. So they just chuck you in this list of nine. Um, and what would usually happen is they'd put you in a conservative fund. So anyone that's been a long time listener knows that a conservative fund is good in certain instances, but for a lot of people it means that over the last few years they've lost out on a huge amount of gain, which is pretty disappointing. And so what happened is the Financial Markets Authority, they're basically the police of the industry, and they decided, hey, who should be on this list of default fund providers? Okay. And how are we going to measure the criteria on who stays on this list? Because it's free money. Because it would be a pretty good life, you know. You're just chilling. People don't make an active choice. They just, you know, turn up in your bank account and they start contributing to your um, your, your bottom line. And uh, you just leave them alone. They don't touch it. They probably might not even know it exists. And you just, you know, you tick the criteria of the compliance box and you're just making free money. And what we've learned in business, if you get complacent, if you get lazy, if you don't add service to the people that are part of your books, then they're going to find someone else. So just like a relationship, if you're not giving someone your undivided attention, um, like within reason, like you got to have your own life, they, they're going to start straying. They actually asked um, thousands of French girls what was the number one reason that they cheated was an imbalance of chores, that they didn't feel appreciated and they didn't feel valued. So you better think twice about contributing, you know. We've moved on. It's uh, equality now. We've got to start supporting each other equally. But this is going down a tangent that's going to get me in trouble. So default fund providers, they are getting lazy. They are getting complacent. So the Financial Markets Authority, the, one of their criteria was, hey, are you making an effort to try and get people to make an active choice about their provider? Well, about their actual allocation, shall I say. So... Should they go on conservative? Should they go on balance? Should they go on growth? Should they go aggressive? And they just weren't doing that. And the second criteria, which I think is actually a mistake within reason, is the Financial Markets Authority started looking at value for money. On the surface, sounds good. If you can get more bang for your buck and they're still delivering the same outcomes, then that's going to be better for you in the bottom line. But the reality is there's other criteria that are more important than fees. And like, okay, sure, um, if you project the numbers and you say, okay, if you pay, you know, 0.3% for your KiwiSaver fees and you project it assuming, a, you know, fixed return over the long run, then it's going to look better. It's going to, you're going to see in the advertisement, save $100,000 by the age of 
retirement because you know you've cut costs on fees but the reality is not really the case so take simplicity for example simplicity is one of the default fund providers they basically have a passively managed index approach for their bonds for their property for their shares which is okay if it's just shares because historically usually passively managed index funds and their shares provided they're diversified across nations and they're good companies has outperformed a lot of fund managers that try to actively pick the market. The part where it hasn't been all that useful is with bonds. Bonds, I don't think you can passively manage them. There's going to be potential paradigm shifts in the future and if you don't have an active component of your provider, then that puts you in a position where you're just stuck. For example, their conservative fund went down by 12%, which is not what you want from a conservative fund. And in other episodes, I explained the bond crisis and what you should be mindful of and why that could have happened. But it just really shows that cheaper isn't always better. And there's other components. It could be a tax drag. So, um, for example, Dean Anderson from Colonel Wealth, if you look it up, he's talked about the different tax drags that you have with different approaches where Sure, Simplicity might be charging a lower fee, but the tax drag that they have um, is a contributing factor that the Financial Markets Authority didn't take into consideration. So that's just to say that there's more important things than just fees. Now, what happens? So basically, default fund providers, what you'd get chucked in, you go to an employer and they're like, uh, I don't know what I want to be in, and they put you in a default one and it's conservative, and over the long run, you haven't done too well as a result of that. Now, what they're doing is they're forcing you to change to a new provider unless you make an active choice yourself to choose either a balanced growth or a different fund that's not the default provider. The other thing they're doing is they're changing you to a balanced fund, which is better, you know, because um, if you have a conservative fund, there are only rare instances where that makes sense, whether your risk tolerance can't even fathom the idea of the markets moving too much. Um, maybe you need the money in a really short-term um, short-term time horizon so you know maybe in the next two to th two to five years you're going to take the money out to buy your first home so you're looking at something more conservative or you're approaching retirement you're going to consolidate it you're going to buy a house all that sort of thing so conservative can still make sense but for a balanced portfolio it's sort of the one size fits all you get a certain exposure to the volatility which performs well over the long run because of the allocations to shares and property and then you got cash and bonds so you have a bit of allocation there to minimize the volatility so you get a little bit of the best of the both worlds so it's an improvement from the conservative fund um, but it's still the best choice is a conscious choice so what's happening is 381,000 um, Kiwis are basically in a default fund provider and they're getting notified that hey they're going to move over and they're going to put you into a balanced fund so if, if any of you have gotten that notification, it's time that you make a conscious choice on what KiwiSaver provider you should pick. Um, there's, I think, episode 213, I actually teach you how to pick a KiwiSaver provider. So if you either scroll back on YouTube or you either uh, look back on the podcast, you can have a listen there and then they'll help you make a call um, because it has a huge impact for your retirement. If, say, for example, you're in a growth fund, you brought your first house, you're not gonna need the money for at least 10 years. So you, and the trade-off the trade off is you're having more volatility, but in the long run, you're actually having a higher return. Um, so that could have a huge impact for the end result when you're gonna use the money. So this is the time if you're a default 
member to start making a conscious choice and realizing that one of the best wealth vehicles ever created in New Zealand is KiwiSaver. And if you make a conscious choice, you're going to do really well in the long run. So I just thought I'd share that. Default Prime Provider, a lot of people have been asking. If you can give us a review, if you can subscribe, give us a like, leave a comment. I'd like to learn how to make this better for you because the dream is to make every, new, well, not make, give every New Zealander the opportunity to better financial future by giving high quality financial advice. And I need help from other advisors. I need help from you. So if you give us a review, if you like it, you share it, more people hear about it and they could have saved. If I had to talk to them, the amount of people if I had to talk to them in 2008, I wasn't an advisor, but let's say three years ago, I could have made a big difference. Or if they talked to someone else in 2008, they would have had 13 years of returns. They'll be balling. So let's, let's, let's not <laughs> let, let people miss out on that opportunity. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you guys. And um, NZ Audio Editors, um, founding member of the NZ Guard of Financial Freedom, helps make it sound high quality. Check out the website um, and see. You might, might want to make a podcast yourself. So thanks, guys. <laughs>